Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. I'm Tom Scholey. I'm Uncle Warren. And before we dive into this amazing episode, I want to remind everybody that we do have a Cartoonist Kayfabe uh, Patreon out there now. Three different levels will get you access to videos early to beat the Kayfabe effect, as well as access to the recording sessions if you choose that King Kayfaber level. And you can actually sit in and listen to us recording these episodes and contribute to the conversation that way. We are also working cartoonists. Best way to support cartoonist Kayfabe is to buy our books. I have Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, The Plain Janes, and Hulk Grand Design available now. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty. Pre-order that one will be out later this spring. Ed Piscor has two volumes of Red Rooms and a third volume of Red Room available now for pre-order coming out in the next couple of months. Hip Hop Family Tree celebrating its 10th anniversary. You can pre-order a deluxe omnibus edition that collects all of the Hip Hop Family Tree along with 120 plus extra pages that'll be out later this year. Pre-order that one now though, because uh, those are going to sell quickly. X-Men Grand Design, WYSIWYG, also available from Ed. Tom Scioli, I Am Stan, the Stan Lee biography coming out later this year, available now for pre-order and the Total Recall Show, his YouTube channel. Okay. Let's dive okay. in. Okay, so uh, everybody, this is all about um, Luke Skywalker's grandpas. Yeah, right. Buck yeah, there's Rogers. the Death Star. Right, the Death Star. <laughs> Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon. So first we're going to focus on Buck Rogers just for a second because this is the Buck, the, what is known as the Buck Rogers Amazing. This is not Buck Rogers. This is the very first story about Buck Rogers, Armageddon 2419. It was reading this story that I think his name was Dill contacted Nolan and Calkins to see whether or not they would make a strip. They made a daily strip, which premiered in 1929, which is when this, um, the second story came out, The Air Lords of Han. Um, and it was another year before they had a Sunday page. We'll get into that in a second. So both Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon, they were very big in terms of pop culture for the time. So here is a... Uh, a Kellogg's promotional booklet, uh, Buck Rogers, 25th Century, with these great Dick Calkins drawings in them. Amazing printing. Yeah, gr fabulous printing. Look at the colors on these mm -hmm. things, okay? Uh, and look at this, a television eye. So, that, you know, the, if you think about it now, you've got, this is a drone yeah. with a TV camera. Brother eye. Uh, a ray gun. They don't have any of those yet. None so, that you can buy at a consumer level, at least. Right, you exactly. You get your vision fixed with some of the... <laughs> and then th this one is the Solar Scouts, and this is basically all about getting you to join to become a Solar Scout so that you can buy enough stuff to look like this, and yes, I want to look like that. <laughs> it's amazing when you think of what cosplay is today. Yeah. We're gonna, it's almost a theme as we go through this stuff is yes. how long-lasting the impact is. But, I mean, that's cosplay. It's, one, you know, it's huge today. And, and I want to talk about Buck Rogers just for a second because it was Buck Rogers that Ray Bradbury was reading that got him into science fiction. Mm -hmm. All right? So, because a, a lot of kids, 9 or 10 years old, they weren't reading the pulps yet. Right. And so they would be reading Sunday pages. Yeah. I think Harlan Ellison started at, uh, with strips and stuff as right, well. Right. Exactly. And you go through this, and this is all the cool stuff. Okay. <laughs> I think I saw a cod piece you could buy. <laughs> <laughs> Just all, all this equipment, you know, a, a knife. So when it comes to pop culture okay i thought it, <laughs> I was like, Is that now when i was a kid i had like a star wars laser gun that was not far off from right. that's right all, you know? yeah yeah exactly so so all of this stuff that we know from star wars okay yeah. and star trek a little bit before that all of that came out of here not only from a contextual circumstance of that they were doing science fiction and these guys were heroes but also from the way pop culture embraced them 
Yeah, I mean, even the merchandising is yes. identical. You have the yes. action figures on the previous page. You have the board games. You have the that's the, right uh, pencil box. Playing. Yeah, remember in the eighties, they mm-hmm. had the little lunch pencil box. box. The There's my uniform. Okay. There's my vibrator. And... <laughs> the little blaster. <laughs> little blaster. But anyway, I, 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 th- I think back in those days they called it a, a hysteria machine or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was something like that. So anyway, spaceship commander Buck Rogers Solar Scout. So you can get badges. So there was all these ways to engage kids, and and all of the so, so you know, the science fiction, the hero pulps of the day, the Shadow, the Spider, Doc Savage, they all had clubs also yeah. that, that you could join. And, okay. and what that really is, is they're going to make a bunch of tchotchkes like this that probably don't look as cool as the drawings, but they now have your mailing list. So right. they can solicit to you. They could get better, better ad revenue yes. when they present all those mailing lists, all those addresses to New Madison Avenue. Right. And, uh, you know, that's the function. When, so, when we were kids, it was 900 numbers and stuff. Would get right, your, your yeah, phone yeah, exactly. Number and things. So, and, and both of them, okay, if you look at this, Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, they had pop-up books. That cover uh, with Flash Gordon, if you go back to that cover, I, I always think of this image as being, like, the inspiration for Superman. That, like, Siegel and Schuster saw this. Now, this is Dale, not Dale Arden, the, uh... I think, yeah, this is Dale Arden's cape. Yeah, right. But when you see this image, it kind of reads like this is Flash Gordon's cape. Yes, right. He's got the little shorts. He's got the boots. <laughs> Basically, the Superman archetype is, like, instead curl. of blue, you got the flesh. Yeah, you got the spit curl, everything. Right. So I feel like that that's, like, yeah, day and, one of and, Superman. And this is 1935, so right, this yeah. is three years before. So, uh, you know, and, so and you know, you, you look at these. I'm sorry. That's beautiful. Yeah, that really is beautiful. Nice. And, and this is look great. Because Ming the Merciless enters riding between the jaws of death. Okay, now how much more pulpy can you get yeah. than coming in riding on the jaws of death? <laughs> you definitely want to see the next serial after. This and stuff then, looks amazing in person, by the way, seeing like the, the three dimensions. Yeah, of and it. great and, printing with the color there. Yeah, absolutely fabulous stuff. So there's a Flash Gordon, of course, Buck Rogers, and you, and I'm sorry, this, so we'll do this. Look at that. All right, just phenomenal. Leah, look at the printing on this. Yeah, it's just, I wonder how if, if these are like hand cut or something back in the day. Like I always wondered that how they you would see brush strokes, like you would see that in the yeah. little Nemo's and things. So just that everyone can see. Genius. Yeah, the color. I guess it's like lithograph, so you get that. Yeah, the color. Watercolor quality to it. Yeah, and then there's one in the middle. Come on. Underwater. <laughs> so good, man. Tossed in the current. And then, of course, in here are drawings by... Look at this. I, you, you just got to love this stuff. Yes. And, and this is all, if you think about Star Wars and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff, this is where it all started. Okay. Yeah, and you're seeing, like, the language of just comics in general. I'm seeing, like, seeing, like, Wolver, uh, an influence on Wolverton, yeah. and, you know. And, and in terms of that influence, one of the things, when I was sitting there in the movie theater watching the first Star Wars movie, I had seen, so this is Flash Gordon Goes to Mars. So this is Look Magazine from 1938, and they gave a three-page spread to the latest serial for mm-hmm. Buck Rogers. Okay, is that, is that one of the Bowery Boys <laughs> show, showing you know, up in there? It, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought it was like, is that Leo Gorsi? Yeah, that's Leo Gorsi. <laughs> so here you've got this very nice... Boys, boys, boys. <laughs> so you've got this this really nice double-page spread telling all about Buck Rogers. Now, my dad loved Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers, and both mm-hmm. of them had serials during the 1930s. Same actor. Right. Now, 
with the whites in both of them. In both, Buster yeah, Crabble, Buster yeah. Buck Rogers, and Flash Gordon. And Flash Gordon, yeah. So they they used him. He's on the cover. I'll show that again in a second. One of the things that was in Star Wars was the wipes yeah. that went yeah. between scenes. They were stolen right out of these. I mean, talk about yeah. like the part the parts at the beginning that sort of catches you up to speed. That's yeah, right. Yeah. If if right. you watch the first Flash Gordon serial. It's star. It's the beginning of Star Wars. Like right. land on like a desert planet. There's kind of like a robot looking thing. You know, it's yeah. it's it's the beginning of Star Wars. So uh, and here's Buster Crab, and um, you know, Look Magazine at the time was actually a lower class magazine. They didn't they didn't really look like the look that we're familiar with, or at least I was, until about 1940 41 when they when they went a little more upscale. So th- there's a little bit of sleaze in here. Look at this hobo women. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, I wanted to give people this, this, this baseline that says that when you look at the mythos of Star Wars in particular, you cannot get there without Flash Gordon and Buck yeah. Rogers. You just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and superhero comics. That's the, the right. like, the Flash right. Gordon Buck Rogers birthed superhero comics, too. Yes, exactly. And, and these are the two pulps. Um, uh, th- this is now very collectible. I like uh, the word scientific fiction, which right. I associate with EC, but I guess they didn't invent that term. Well, no. Scientific. Th- th- well, here it is. This is 1929, and yeah. this is this is the term they used back then for science fiction. Right. Yeah, they had smart. not gone ahead and th- this this was the first evolution because Amazing Stories was the very first science fiction magazine. Period. Yeah. And that came out in 1926. This is 1928 and 1929. And there were a couple of others at this time, but not not that there were only like two or three more. But by the time 1930 rolled around, more publishers started getting into the science fiction realm. So there was a couple of years where it was just the domain of amazing and the Gernsback stuff, but that's for another time. Everybody, this is one of the most historic pieces of comics you will see because this is the very first Sunday page for Buck Rogers. Okay, the first Sunday, but not the first. Not the first one, right. For about, for about the year before, starting in 29, there was a daily done by Dick Calkins. This was done by Russell Keaton. And because we're in Pittsburgh, it's very appropriate <laughs> that, um, you know, what happened, basically, Buck Rogers falls asleep in a cave. He wakes up 500 years later. He runs into Wilma Deering. Okay, sister of Buddy Deering, and basically she tells the story about what happened in the world where the Mongols, the Red Mongols, okay, came over from Asia with these giant machines and basically destroyed everything. And they're now trying to fight back. And it's very interesting because Ming the Merciless was also Asian. And, and this leads right into, this, into one of the great themes going through comics, Sunday pages, and the pulps, was the evil that was over in Asia, the overt racist evil that was over in Asia. So uh, anyway, so this is the first one. And so these first like year or two of Buck Rogers was actually the story of Wilma and Buddy Deering and how they were fighting back against the Mongol horde. And I want to show, you know, part of this is to show people how the maturity of the drawing, and this is only a couple months later, you can see things have gotten a little tight. Here is... Fifty days later, we drifted down on Mars, and so here's this Martian surface. You can see, you know, everyone thought there were canals on Mars, mm-hmm. and of course we know that's not the case. Um, yeah, it feels much more science fiction already. Yes, yeah. exactly. And um, still, still some fairy tale, like Art Nouveau kind of elements to it, too. Right, but also th- think about it. You know, you're a kid in 1930, you're eight or nine years old, like, like 
Ray Bradbury, and you're seeing spaceships, and they're off yeah. to Mars, and it was unlike anything else that these kids had ever seen before. It also is, uh, you know, you see like these subtitles for the strip for this, this uh, I was going to say issue, but for this uh, installment, and it's very much, you can see how like serials, like, yeah. you know, they're hand it, in hand with the way serials yes. were presenting this, the way Sunday pages were presented. Right, and, and speaking of serials, Buck Rogers came out early 1930, at the same time Tarzan came out, and this is what set off the adventure comic strip. Up until this point, comic strips were, were self pretty self-contained in that they were a single story on Sunday and they didn't carry over from Sunday to Sunday. This was a whole different kettle of fish. And pretty soon you had Terry and the Pirates and Flash Gordon and all of these other great adventure strips that people would read. Week, Dick Tracy, week after week, yeah. what's going to happen next? Same thing as the serials. Yeah. They even okay. had to figure out that part, man, because the uh, the daily strip story would be independent of the Sunday story in a lot mm -hmm. of those mm -hmm. strips. Right. It's like Rocket Sam, Chris Ware. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like take that character yeah, right into exactly. it. Exactly. No, no, no. That that is. We are dealing with almost more iconography than like, you know, filmic kind yeah. of staging. You know, yeah. like it's almost like paper cutouts or something. That's, it's very that, left to right. That's kind of the difference between Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon. Yeah, this is very raw work. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. raw work. Yeah, and, you know, of course, uh, even, and we'll see some examples a little later, uh, you can see the spacesuits they were yeah. wearing. It's like steampunk. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It is steampunk. Here we go, and then... But using every crayon in the, in the, <laughs> in the coloring box, for sure. And then, then the spaceships... Um, you don't see this adventurous approach to color really anywhere in like the current uh, visual arts landscape. No, no, and you know I, I love these, and we've got a we've got a better one, and I'll talk more about that in a second. But I love the spaceships, and I notice we're in outer space, but you're not getting black. Mm -hmm. Like that could have been right. devastating. Yeah, that's uh, a printing, inside of a newspaper. Almost certainly a printing choice. And we have robots. There is a robot that Buddy Deering con controls by voice. Where have we heard this mm -hmm. before, okay? A voice-controlled hovering robot. Yes, exactly. Don't worry, Amazon's working on that now. <laughs> I mean, all this stuff is, is history now, you know? Like, th yeah. that, that stuff we're talking about is like 10 years ago. And um, th this is one of my fave Buck Rogers Sundays ever. And I love it because of all, uh, of all of these spaceships. And I wanted to show everybody that this was not done in a voice. This is 1932. Well, in 1926, Frank R. Paul was doing this. And you just look at this one here, this spaceship here, this spaceship here, and this one up here, and you understand where these people got this from. So yeah. they didn't, so don't, don't get me wrong, giving them props for doing great stuff, but it didn't come out of thin air. Right. Yeah, they're capturing okay. a moment in time. And That's even, right. And even before this, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson would give talks, and, and he has a, uh, a traveling show. He was in Pittsburgh when we yes. were at Comics Pro, where he takes movies and sort of gives you the, the science behind that. Let's go, Tom. Let's be a little professional. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was talking about sci science fiction stuff in, in like the 1800s. Yes, right. They, they were talking about ships with hemp rope that are floating around like alien ships yeah. with boats with hemp rope on Mars because that was the height of human technology right. in mm -hmm. terms of travel then. So when you see stuff like this in this car, I mean, what did those like, um, you know, Ford clunkers look like uh, from this period with the soft edges and, yeah, yeah. and things like that. So it's, it's pulling from what we 
what we know in the culture and then you kind of yeah it's like the titanic or something yeah Yeah. exactly almost that i was like is that a spaceship battleship yamamoto (laughs) but this is the stuff jack kirby was looking at when he was a kid probably probably one of these is like the one he fished out of the out of the storm drain well yeah and and there there are other artists like elliot dold and wesselowski that when you look at what they were doing for interiors for inside labs then you look at kirby you go oh Mm -hmm. anyway so as much as I, you know, th- this stuff is great. I love the, I, I just love the look, okay? Uh, and like I said, just imagine being a young little kid. This stuff would have just, I would have been blown away. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's no television. There's, radio was just starting at this point. Yeah. This stuff really makes me think of Jim Woodring. Oh, too. totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like all the filigree on these kind of things, you know, straight out yeah. of... Uh, Frank comics. Yeah, so so there's all of this stuff that's been brought forward through pop culture in different ways that started right here. And he retains that color, by the way. Yeah. You know, using all kinds of primaries and things. Man, I, I really love this page. This is one of the most beautiful drawings, yeah. I feel like, as we're flipping through here. It just pops so neatly to me. It's so funny in, in terms of, like, the comics languages we know it, where you have the same kind of orange, almost the same shape. And mm-hmm. like a little kid, you know that you're like, okay, it's a dragon that fucking turns into a, yeah. a spaceship because it's <laughs> right. in the same pose, mm-hmm. and, same bulk. And here in terms of stay tuned next week, here's a recap. Yeah. Okay. That happens at the beginning so that if, if you come in in the middle, you it's like, oh, okay, I can start here, which of course you can't do in today's comic books, which really pisses me off. Oh, it's garbage. And, and of course here, it's still not Buck Rogers. This is, this is still Buddy Deering and Wilma. And here it is sincerely Buck Rogers. So Buck is, they're giving Buck the role of the narrator. Okay. The interlocutor, if you, you will. You the, know what this is? This is the prequel. This is like the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Right? Yes. <laughs> Where it's right, like right. Luke Skywalker's not even born yet. Right, right, right. And and the, these pages were just, when, when they did a really great page, they were gorgeous. I'm Absolutely. sorry. So. A lot of good, like, room to breathe on the page. Yes. Well, and these are the broadsheets. And, and by the way, you can see, th- this is the normal size broadsheet. But this one here, there's like an additional inch there, and then there's an additional half inch there, and there were few pa- fewer papers that did this really large page, okay? And I was very lucky to get these. So there is Buck Rogers. Now, the other grandpa, Flash Gordon, they st- he started in January of 1934. So Alex Raymond, King Features, like you said, they wanted something to compete with Buck Rogers because... So uh, here is Alex Raymond, and I, I, want, I brought enough pages. So this is very early. So this is like a couple of months after he started. Again, doesn't this look like Buck Rogers, mm-hmm. okay, or Frank R. Paul? Pick one of the two. Um, again, racism. Right, right. All the racism because there's Ming the Merciless. Gee, what race is he? With a hundred percent yellow plates for the skin, the skin tone. Exactly. And the precedent is Sax Romer's Fu Manchu. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then up here, the topper, Jungle Jim, no less racist. Okay. I was gonna say they're covering all their racist bases. Oh yeah, no, this is this is some bad stuff. This, rapping, this first year of Flash Gordon, this is all the good stuff. Like the art gets better as it goes on, yeah. but this is when the story is like most alive. This is yes. This is the stuff that gets brought into comic books into right. superhero comics and, and it, it becomes know. more about like the art fetishization uh, yeah as, so the stories just on. aren't as interesting and there were censorship issues also that, right. that made things change and then then he started doing these kinds of cities and and yeah by the way this is stolen i should have brought it from franklin booth the illustrator okay he takes a lot like this is 34 so uh tarzan was is that 31 
Uh, well, ta- yeah, Tarson started like 31, yeah, so, and, and Hal Foster was doing that at yeah, the time. Yeah, and uh, Raymond would take a lot from Foster. You could, yeah. I gotta have this Foster uh, biography, and it shows panel for panel, like, what what Foster does and what Raymond does, and it, and it, I like Raymond, pale imitation, he can't capture the depth that, yeah. and, and perspective mm-hmm. that, that, uh, Foster can do. And here you can see the first shift. So this is 35 and he... he Great figure work. Yeah. Like you could tell this is the shit that uh, Al Williamson is fucking jerking off yep. all over the place looking at. But not on this page. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> this, this is why I think like figure drawing becomes the central point of superhero comics. Right. Because everybody was growing out of this stuff. Right. And, and this is 1935 so we're still three years away from Superman yeah. starting. Okay. Uh, and and so, you know, much, much, much more brushwork going on here. Much better... Um, uh, everything is much tighter, better expressions on the, on the faces. Then by 1939, he looks like this. Yeah. This is where the art just goes to a whole other level. Yeah. And, uh, he continued this until he, he stopped, I think like 44, 45 and Mac Rayboy who did Captain Marvel Jr. took yeah. over. And he was a bad motherfucker. Man, look yeah. at the Jungle Gym panels, too. Like, yeah, yeah this color's nice Like, look at the, sh- the figure in shadow. That's impressive. You know, like, that's the typical Caucasian kind of flesh, and he's clearly in shadow. Well, well the Princess Leia haircut. Yeah, uh, the, sure. The, the sequel takes place on a snow planet with these weird you know, uh, running I'm, things. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, what Were the earliest Flash Gordons, do they have dialogue bubbles and stuff? Because now we're yeah, in full how fast. Yes, no, no, no. Yeah, they, well, no. Yeah, there's dialogue, yeah, little line. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes but, less comic-y as, right. as it goes and on. Right, and more Foster. Yeah. More, more Prince Valiant-y, okay? Yeah. And, um, and, and, th- and this, don't get me wrong, this stuff was also great. Beautiful but, to yeah. look at. Mm-hmm. And then I just wanted, I just had a couple of pages I want to show that this is a complete section, and I think we already did one of these sections a while ago, but I want to show everybody what wow. it looked like um, in context. And so, and here is, you know, your typical yeah. Frank R. Paul, Buck Rogers mm-hmm. spaceship. That he hadn't taken it anything past where what you had seen, and all this stuff is just beautifully drawn. And yeah, it's of course, a stunning page. And and because it's it's you only have six panels now. Of course, the story starts to slow up. Yeah, you can't do as much in 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 those panels. Look at this figure. Something something for dad on Sunday morning to. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 with yeah. absolutely. And, so and just in context, you put this stuff together. You put the sort of phantom costume plus all this kind of stuff, and you get you get the superhero. You got right. these like sort of agents of Hydra or like AIM yeah. guys. Yeah. So and, and then, that, that little Annie thing. What was what, so that's what, like what a, a hack thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, little Annie Rooney. Yeah. She's called. Yeah, little Annie and, and Rooney. And look at the right. dog. You know, yeah, with sure. the eyes. Shameless. <laughs> and then uh, one more. Uh, Alex Raymond did some stuff, sent it over to the syndicate. Syndicate said not quite good enough. He came back again, and then they accepted it in January of '34. It all started. You know what's fun about this lettering is that's exact like drafting lettering, mm-hmm. straight up and down. Yeah, sure. Almost, it's very mechanical. They're square. Exactly. Which is something I can remember learning that in high school. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah you have to do that. But when 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 he was doing these great pages, okay, not every page is is as nice as this one. You know, with these with these city scenes yeah. and stuff like that, they were. Phenomenal. There was nothing else like it out there. When you look at the originals, also uh, that goes same goes for the Hal Fosters. Uh, each of those panels is done on an independent piece of paper, and and uh, and they're pasted no, up. No, they're not. In fact, because I, I just saw some uh, Alex, I just saw some of the some of these originals at the Library of Congress. Yeah. No, it's it's. Yeah, maybe later. They... Uh, certainly, the Hal Foster stuff. It's like it's all pasted up because first off, a piece piece like this, like how the fuck are you going to get way up there? Uh, but it's about typing pipe paper size. Right, and and 
Foster on at least the Prince Valiant originals that I've seen, um, they were all one big sheet and he drew on the one big sheet. So there were some that were cut up and some they did that with, but a lot of them were done. I've got my sheet of paper, I'm going to draw, okay, mm -hmm. and they're rocking and rolling. So there it is. Luke Skywalker's grandpa's, <laughs> Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon. You cannot get to Luke without these. Yeah, sure. amazing. Okay. And, you know, Lucas will admit it. Yes. Yeah, right, exactly. I think, I think he wanted the Flash Gordon license. They want to hook him up, so he invented his own, yeah. which is a good lesson. You, d you don't get to Superman either. Like, uh, yes, right, Kry exactly. Krypton is Planet Mongo. Right, right. And, you know. Yeah. So it's it's basically the, the two dominant things in popular culture right now, Star Wars and superheroes, all sort of start here. Well, they start here and they start in the pulps. Yeah. Okay, because like Fortress of Solitude, that was the October 38 issue of Doc Savage. Okay, so if you don't know about the comic strips and the pulps, you cannot know how we got to where we are today. And Superman's an inversion of this formula. Yes, it's exactly. like, how about instead of a guy from Earth who goes to a weird planet, how about right. a guy from a weird planet who yes, comes to Earth? Yes, exactly. And there Super it is. Super cool. Warren, thank you so much for bringing this stuff on by. Always a pleasure to shoot with you. We'll kick it again in the summer. Absolutely. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. And we do have a Patreon. Those patrons are watching us record this video live, and they get all the videos ahead of time, uh, depending on that level of support. But the vids are brought to you by the books that we make. And uh, big big year of 2023 for cartoonist Kayfabe. I'm going to have a uh, an omnibus collection of all the hip-hop family tree material, which includes about 125 extra pages that aren't in the existing four volumes going to come out uh, for this holiday season, but you could pre-order right now. Red Room is starting up again. Crypto Killers 1 and 2 can be ordered by your shop. Go to your local comic store, get that. Two trade paperbacks of that out there. Three X-Men Grand Designed uh, volumes are out there, and you might find an occasional WYSIWYG. Jimmy, what do you have? Street Angel Princess of Poverty is my next book from Image Comics out later this spring. You can pre-order that right now wherever you buy your books. You can also pick up Hulk Grand Design, Street Angel Deadly Girl Alive, and The Plain Janes are my latest books that are available in print. You can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see more of my art, comics in progress, and download out-of-print zines and mini-comics. Uh, you can pre-order I Am Stan, a graphic biography of the legendary Stan Lee. You can also pre-order the softcover edition of Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics. And check out my YouTube channel, Total Recall Show, where I animated Alan Moore's Twilight of the Superheroes pitch. And uh, check out my Patreon. Go to patreon.com, search Tom Scholey. And Warren, when you come back, man, you're going to have uh, some, some plugs. Absolutely. All right, Jimmy, what else do we have? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. Given those marching orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.